At Mercedes-Benz, we're always finding new ways to do things, new ways to excite through innovation. How can I help? Through luxury and comfort, like adjusting the ambient lighting. Okay, I'm changing the color. Well, now we've created a new way to buy your new Mercedes-Benz. Simply choose your car, and there's just one price. Our best price. No haggling needed, whether you buy online or in store. It starts 3rd of January, 2023. Visit us online to find out more. Subject to availability, retail customers only. T's and C's apply. Yeah. I can't fucking remember. Anyway. No, I can't. Uh, fuck, what was it? Oh, uh, I had my hardest ever workout yesterday. Is that what you're trying to remember? Yeah. Oh. Go on. <laughs> Don't know, really. Just hard. Just find it hard to breathe. Do you feel good afterwards? I felt really good. I feel really good in the evening after I've done it. And I was like, God, if I do this for the next six months, yeah, I'm going to look super. How many times a week do you do it? So I do it with him once a week, and then me and Naomi come in here once every every other day do an hour together what do you do do what he teaches me on the Tuesday boxing and stuff no a little bit more than just boxing (laughs) okay (laughs) a little bit more than just boxing but if you say so huh quads oh we had to do this thing I had to do this thing yesterday it's the hardest thing I've ever done like since I've been doing this press up one press up stand up knees can't touch the ground so you're like in the plank position one press up get up lift up medicine ball above your head down one press up fucking hell it's unbelievable how many can you do 15 that's good what you say, four or something? Oh, no, I was... Honestly, I was... <laughs> Why is this so hard? <laughs> Come on, David, let's not talk, let's just keep going. Is there loads of that? And Come on, David, one fucking more. Fucking It's, um... It's funny how much more you do if someone's going... Come on, David! Oh, I, honestly, I really need that. And it helps with know me. I really need... Come on, two more. Yeah, 
Someone always said yeah. to me, someone like this runner person said to me, the head gives up way before the body. Well, you said that, didn't you, on a pod? Oh, on a pod app? Right. Yeah, you did. Well, I don't remember, so I said it again. You said, oh, you're not tired at the end of the working day. You're physically oh, tired. No, 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 you're yeah, mentally I, tired, yes. You're not I physically like tired. I've taken that from someone else, haven't I? That's all right. We'll regurgitate stuff mm. from... Uh, uh, I remember that quite clearly because Rob Beckett said I'd inspired him and I don't think I'd inspired anyone before. And I buzzed off it for quite a while. It kept popping back in my head. Wow, Rob Beckett's changed his, the way he behaves because of something I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to do some boxing where I had to lay on the floor, get up, one, two, three, four, five, lay on the floor, get up, one, two, three, four, five. I had to go all the way to 50. And I was... <sighs> And he said, okay, now walk up the drive, up to the red car and down. I went, okay. And I was like, fucking hell, I'm wearing boxing gloves. Walking up the road. <laughs> <laughs> what a wally. Did you, where, what did you do Weirdly, with your hands? no, a lot of people were going, wow, you look fantastic. <laughs> what did you do with your hands? Did you... <laughs> Just sort of there. <laughs> yeah. Like, because like a proper, like a boxer son would have them up. No, you... no, just in front of me as <laughs> if I was, I don't know. Yeah, hiding them with as much of your body <sighs> as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's all I was going to tell you. I reckon one day, if you keep doing that, you'll be so pumped about how good you are. It'll be like the Rocky thing up the stairs to the car, and you'll go, "Yeah, but I'm going to run." Well, yeah, I do I... do that now when I go up there. I just run. <laughs> I'm feeling a five percent better now. Okay. <laughs> I've sort of not gone off exercise, but I find it really boring. Oh, yeah, that's why I need help. I'm still doing it, but I'm very resentful about going for it. Really? I thought you were Mr Motivator. I'm quite resentful. I I still do it a lot, but I'm very resentful. It's only so I can have seven Ferrero Rochers, which I had last night. Did you? On a a Tuesday? While I was watching the football. Ugh. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we don't have chockies until the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> then we go bananas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I try not to do that, but I break. I like chockey. So what? So what? May I um, recommend the something in in Rattery for a Sunday lunch? It is phenomenal. Rattery. It's amazing, yeah. It's just up the road from near us. And um, I said to Nomi, this is so good, I'm going to have to say something to the waiter. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. That's what my mum does. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you put your hand on her forearm to stop her? Did you go like that? Do you get busy in here on the Sunday, yeah? Um, yes, we do, yeah. Do you have to book or uh, sometime? Really? That surprises me because that was good. That was really good. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what do you My want name's from- David and I'm off to the craft. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I'm only doing this until I go to university, so fuck off. <laughs> no, get- <laughs> not at all. She was lovely. I'm sure she was. No, I, was... people want to hear if they're no, doing a good I... job. <laughs> no, they do, they do. No, I was being flippant. 
<laughs> you have to book. I really recommend. Uh, I really recommend going. I might do a jingle. For, oh, every time I say I might do a jingle, means I've got a fucking do one. I won't just do a jingle. I won't do a jingle Rattery. for a month. The Church House Inn, Rattery. It is superb. The pork. Oh. What was the was the pork? no no fat just just slid down my throat. Hi, <laughs> <Aye>, Matt. <laughs> Are we recording this? We're not. Oh fuck! Have you recorded your? I'm Did recording you... my end. Yeah. Oh, that was lucky. Well, was it? I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Matt. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hello, Matt. Hello. Where are you? Uh, I'm in my office, but at home, but I painted it black, so... Did you? Yeah, Did why? You? <laughs> I'm trying to... Why did you? You can't really see it, but um, it'll look good when it's finished. It's not, uh, you know, like... I've always wanted a completely black room, but not in a sort of 15-year-old goth way. In a sort of... <laughs> you know, like sensory deprivation, so you're not... Oh, right. Do you have, window, do you have windows in there? Uh, yeah, but I've put a uh, temporary... I've put brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've plastered over it. <laughs> like the light. No, uh, that's going to be... Scared. It's going to look good. I'll... But at the moment, it looks a bit dingy. Is it because you don't want to... Be... Hello, Matt, by Hi, the way. how are you? Hello. I'm, I'm but we are going to talk about your black room. <laughs> yeah. First one we've had on Chatterbix. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, everything's very. Isn't this the theme of this breakfast and mornings and stuff? So, yeah. Uh, is, it, uh, is it? Isn't well, it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know really. Occasionally, it only says that in the thing on. But don't you do it early in the morning normally? Like this is quite late for you guys. Eleven. Yeah, we've done one already. Oh no, shouldn't say that. I don't know. No, should, so, yeah. I don't. Well, sometimes we schedule the we apps. Double, we double bubble. We double bubble. <laughs> Best feeling yeah. in the world, a double bubble. <laughs> That's exhausting mentally, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do it a little poddy, don't you? Yeah. I've, yeah, I've done podcasts for a while now. Yeah, yeah. on Patreon. In fact, you told me to go on Patreon, I think. Do you like it? Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Because we're doing stuff... Um, you know, like the ad-funded model of podcasting where they say, oh, if you do it for six months, you'll get a big following, and then in a year, the advertisers, blah, 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 that sort of thing. And just yeah. never, mind you, I didn't stick at it anywhere near six months, but it was like, this is never going to make money this way. And then I was talking to you, David, I'm sure it was you. And yeah. You said, yeah, it was. And you said, try Patreon, and then I thought, fuck it. And I, I leapt, and it was the best thing I ever did. Not the best thing I ever did, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Try it's just a thing you did. <laughs> yeah, the thing I've done that's quite related good, to podcasting. Yeah. I, I mean, you've got a lot of Matt Morgan fans in the world, haven't you? That like like a piece of your ass. Well, I don't know about that. Well, they do don't say that. Yeah, it's too early for that, David. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, I have, because of doing uh, radio shows years ago with Russell Brand and uh, Noel Gallagher was a regular guest, and it was a whole, like, I mean, that was ages ago. That was, like, over 10 years ago, but there was a committed following from that. So, yeah, it was, I mean, that worked out, because I had, you know, like, an audience already. I'm just adjusting my 
height of my desk. Um, yeah. Are you standing? I'm sitting, but it's a standing desk. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. But I always sit there now. Do you ever sit on one of those workout balls? I've tried that. It's weird, isn't it? It is good because you sort of you're posture. never posture. Yeah, good for the posture. Yeah, I don't know. After you could do it for like an hour, but after that, it's unsettling, just sort of, isn't it? Unsettling, sit on a yeah, bit. You'd rather have bad posture. I'd rather be a fucking crippled sort of old. You know those adverts where there's an old lady bent, and then in the next one she's like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it no dignity sitting on a rubber. Right. Like especially if you've it. painted the rest of your room black. Yeah, and you've got yeah. like a big, a big cool room, and you've got you're sitting now sitting on the. Love to watch me slowly slide off my <laughs> rubber well, ball. Then. If we all sat on it, one of one of them popped. And we just shot out of, <laughs> oh. out of Zoom shot. That'd be awful. Uh, David, where are you? Are you in I'm a, at home. How are you? Yeah. Looks like you're in some sort of like modern office place where you've cycled to it. You're in Soho or something. Yeah. Where, where are you? I don't know, don't tell me exactly, but are you still... I'm, in, De- I'm in Devon. How are you? Fucking hell. Yeah. Where, where are you, Joe? I'm in Brighton. You're from Gillingham, aren't you? I'm from near there, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm from Dartford. How are you? Yeah. Do you support Gillingham? There we go. Uh, no, my mates did. They used to always go up. It's, um, did you not get hooked in by the glamour of the Priestfield as a young man? No, there was... Uh, the, you, went, uh, you went for a London club, didn't you? No, I, 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 well, I didn't support anyone. My, na- my dad was Man United, my granddad was Chelsea, and then where Dartford is, it's like Charlton, Gillingham. Do you know what I mean? Sort of, like me, in where between is the Dartford? Two. Kent. Yeah, but... East... Where of. is it in relation to the bridge? S- South East of... What? Dartford Bridge? It's right next to it. Yeah, but there is nothing next to it. Is yeah, there? it's Dartford. Yeah, there's what? a town there where Mick Jagger no. and Keith Richards are yeah. from. Oh. oh, yeah, it's all going off. It's Lakeside yeah. Shopping Centre. Yeah, Lakeside, well, Blue Water there Blue, as well. Is it? Which side's, which one's Lakeside side? Lakeside to Essex and Blue Water's Blue in... Water's our side, isn't yeah. it? God, there used to be a... Someone told me that Blue Water was on wheels. <laughs> it's on wheels? It's a fucking massive wheel. I think that's something I yeah. would believe. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because you'd go, I well, that makes sense, right. in case you want to turn it or something. I imagine. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> There's always yeah, hot. It's, yeah, B jams is always hot for some yeah. reason. It's always in this. Don't know why I said B jams. <laughs> Just go with it. I want it now. I want to change. What is B jams? Was it, it a used frozen... to be like the frozen food shop? <laughs> it's fine. It's pretty much. It's pretty much in the middle of our pod level. Um, Dartford had a swimming pool with a wave machine as well, I remember. Fantasies, up by the... That's it. So there was the normal swimming pool where everyone learned to swim, and then there was this... I mean, talking about things being on wheels, Fantasies was this amazing... It was almost like a Simpsons episode of a a, like water park Mm. that it was completely unsafe, and it was sinking. I was going to say that I remember the wave machine. I was quite small, and it felt way too frantic the the waves and i just remember 
like everyone used to just hold on to the side for dear life because it'd go for about 30 seconds, didn't it? Yeah, and the whole place was just dangerous. And yeah. the people who worked there were just like, because it was literally like a mile from my house, was just the scumbags who lived around me. But in half of them couldn't even swim and they were in, you know, it was really badly run. I remember one of, like, the, one of the jobs they had was holding a broom and just standing there letting people go. But they were just chatting up girls and stuff. And you know, they go. Sorry, what do you mean they, had a ha- they used to let people go with a broom? Down, down the aquasome. Oh, the right. I thought you meant the wine. With a broom. With a broom, just stood there. You know, because mm. they're the cool kid, aren't they? They're like yeah. in a swimming costume and they're just in like little shorts and a t shirt and yeah. flip flops. Holding a broom. You know, like the job of like if you work at a fair and you're in charge of the yeah. dodger, there's a sort of glamour. Yeah. It, right yeah but they had so they'd have a broom and they'd just sort of lift up the broom and go come on in like that <laughs> so they weren't I how many of them are still doing it in fantasy scott i mean unless you unless that is a career that you can go oh yeah i'm on maybe one moved. of florida now with a really golden broom just just doing that <laughs> <laughs> i reckon you'd have you'd take the your broom with you wouldn't you the one what you're most you? comfortable with this broom yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How old? Sorry. How old are you, Matt? Uh, Forty-five. Sorry. How old are you, Joe? Forty-seven. Sorry. I love. How close did you live to Dartford? Uh, ten miles. I love that you're sort of pottering around you two. And you're <laughs> we, we, we went to Dartford for the swim. We also went to Larkfield for swimming. I like the idea of looking from above, just seeing you two as little kids, just nearly crossing paths. Yeah, I always think yeah. about stuff like that. Would that you be nice? Out? Find out some, some, we were on the same bus or something. If yeah, you look like at a, a diagram of how close, yeah, yeah. Cross, just watched us through time. Oh, I could watch that for hours, <laughs> yeah. well. still, still nowhere near each other, yeah, still nowhere near. Yeah, constantly, <laughs> just the yeah. like one, one starts once, yeah, once, once every nine months. I go to Dartford for swimming, and you're not there because you're in like. <laughs> You were just visiting your auntie, so it was like, oh, fucking hell, are they ever going to cross paths? I bet they could do that <laughs> now, those phones, you could just track, couldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, I don't know, we'd have had to have little tags on us when we were kids. Well, so oh. I would have prepared to do it on the off chip. Imagine doing that setup in case you have a podcast with someone in Dartford, we're going to tag you. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was your nickname, Matt, growing up? Yours was Ace, wasn't it, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> he's, you he's believe me when I told you that. Ace. You got really cr- I told we were talking about nicknames and I said, Oh mine's just Ace and you got really cross. Ace? Why would it like basically why would anyone call you? Ace? Uh I didn't have one really. Ace. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Not ironically, surely. No, I didn't get called it, I made it up, but David it's amazing how quickly David couldn't got cross the fact that someone So well you weren't called Ace. No, of course I wasn't called Ace. (laughs) (laughs) When did you ever see a kid in the eighties give someone a positive nickname? (laughs) 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 I think you're super, so we're gonna call you Ace. What? Okay, cool. Okay. Um Oh fucking hell. Are you writing at the moment, Matt? I wanted to talk to you about writing and getting um no pleasure from it oh it's just horrible, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the oh pod. fucking hell you've got each other i have to do it on my own oh, i don't know how you yeah. do it on your tods 
ridiculous. No, I don't. Ridiculous. Well, I, at first it was like, well, hang on, it's hard, it's it's hard to make enough money from it anyway. So if yeah. I, yeah, and then I've never actually met someone that the you know it would be fifty fifty. It's either, and actually that's not true, but. Maybe because you know Neil Webster, me and him were writing together. What we were writing. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know Neil, Neil yeah. Webster, yeah. Chatterbiscuit. Yeah. Also, the famous, famous famous episode. Probably one of our oh, greatest yeah. moments. Oh right, I love Neil. Yeah, yeah, he's something, So that's not true. But like in terms of comedy, I haven't, uh, I haven't met that special person. I haven't either. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe, it's, maybe it's me, Joe, and this is awkward. Yeah, but... yeah. Love that. Feel, feel free to go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be asked if I'm honest, Matt. You wouldn't survive this black room. No, no, just drag me down. No, I'd, even though you're in a black room, I'd still drag you down. Yeah, somehow. You'd be... yeah, How do you that. write on your own, Matt? Um, You've just written what? a sitcom, haven't you? Yeah, well, it's not a really new a one. It's like a half hour. Yeah, so it's um, it was for Showtime in the states and Channel Four here. So it's uh, it's fucking weird because it's like it's a horror. Got it's a gothic comedy drama. I mean, it's really hard to. What I'm basically setting you up for is it's not funny. It's <laughs> have you it, filmed it? But, yeah, we shot it over the summer. Uh, is it all done? Did you go into it going, this is funny? It would, yeah. But yeah. then, I mean, like, what you're trying to do is, is keep these two things of, like, the story's good and the drama's good and it's kind of spooky and scary and you think, what the fuck? So it needs to be a genuine spooky. Yeah, yeah comedy would burst that tension. Comedy, yeah, comedy then fucks it up and then it was very, we were really keen for it not to just feel like a parody of horror. So then you're not getting jokes out of, like... You know, that area so i think it's all right i mean even when we were shooting it i was like i don't know what how i don't really know what this is what it compares to or anything but having watched a few cuts so we've edited four of them and i think one and two are locked more or less um you go oh, okay it's like that but i still think oh shit should it be funnier or, oh, it's, it's really hard to no one knows do they hey, honestly no. joe the amount of times i felt like we wrote stuff that we thought oh that's funny and you see it on the screen you go well we we got to a point where we'd write something funny and then just go well that'll just shrink won't it and it'll just be someone saying that and be like well <laughs> do you know what i mean you go we talk oh, that's funny and then like have a dawning realization that on telly it'll just be someone saying something and then just move on <laughs> and we've sat there for like an hour worrying about it and then yeah. go nah they'll just be gone and no one will oh fuck it <laughs> i can see that you know there's a lot of trauma here to, uh... <laughs> yeah 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 no it's yeah. i mean like the thing is i'm doing it because it was a it was a bit of a nightmare you know like in terms of just so many cooks by you know like it, it, loads of people the production company me the star the director the american side the british side, you know like just a lot of people and because you know if it's the first series and and it is this it's in this weird gray area which doesn't you can't really go oh it's like that so people you know so <clears throat> everyone's pulling in different ways and in the end i just think i don't know now i don't know what I was thinking, yeah. Is it your idea? 
and uh, they, they, they got someone involved. Two brothers, the production company made Fleabag and the Mix. Oh, yeah. Jack and yeah. Harry met them. Yeah, they did uh, Missing, didn't they? Yes. Oh, yeah, they wrote yes. Missing. Uh, how did they write that? Met, I mean, comedy, because they were comedy writers. They did a, That's how I, I met them. I remember them coming to me going, this was years ago, going, oh, shit, have you got any, like, comedy work going on and i was like not really and you know they were sort of basically asking for some help and i was unable to help them and then a few like they said oh we're thinking maybe we might start writing drama and i remember thinking good luck yeah yeah no chance oh well well played two yeah. years later multi-millionaire fucking you know like well not two it was um, what's um jimmy well no what's in this uh, yeah mcnail no. no. Jimmy Nail, was it? Jimmy Nail was Jimmy Crocodile Shanks, right? Crocodile Nesbitt. Jimmy Nesbitt. James Nesbitt. James Nesbitt. James Nesbitt. James Nesbitt. And it was sort of Madeline McCann, but a boy. Yeah. It was a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of yeah, writers, Ooh, and maybe we, and we could yeah, get exactly what I was gonna say. We thought maybe we could do it, and then I remember definite text either one of us sent, Well, then you wouldn't have to make it funny, surely that would be loads easier. <laughs> we were just trying to find a way of making it, yeah. But then what happens is, in having done sort of a version of both, I've never done actual uh, well, I've never had done drama that's actually got made, but like you think, Oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be funny, that's a massive like you know easy like sort of you know step up in terms of ease but then the story has to be so good you have to have eight characters you've got to track loads of stuff and then you go oh fuck let me just write a sitcom it was easy right. i do remember following <laughs> following the sort of beats of missing Did and going you? yeah sort of going and then going fuck now they've got a twist there again and the amount of twists you know so you got they sort of Sort of working out the structure, you go, oh, they've led me down that path till then. Oh, but, right, okay, shit, shit. Didn't they write two sitcoms that didn't go anywhere? I remember they wrote uh, an animation, do you remember that, called Full English, was it? And they did a thing called Roman's Empire that was... I I, I auditioned for that. Oh, did you? It was like a... Fucking hell, I did an audition for that, and I, I remember the director just going... Yeah, just give me a look. Like, who is this bloke? Get him out of my room. Yeah, yeah. How do you write on your own, though? Um, just staring at those walls. No, I just sort of. How do I write on my own? I, I mean, the last thing I did, I had quite a close relationship in the writing with the producer. So, because you know, like, they're good on story. So I'm going oh hang on and they're like you know like tracking the story and saying well what if this and if we move that reveal to there and you know like that sort of thing so that because because it was drama ish right you're having most 90 percent of your conversations are about story structure and that stuff and then comedy is sort of everyone was like oh yeah you'll we'll we'll nail that yeah that's almost like the fucking dressing on top you know right so that's how i think comedy drama works you're not trying to find inherently funny situations you're going let's tell a really good story and then the characters the way they are it's like and and you get comedy out of it that way so it's a different way of doing it um but yeah i've just always written on my own i'm better on my own i think because i've done like i've written for stand-ups 
And then I hate being in the room. Have you really? Have you? What, jo- yeah. what stand-up for stand-ups? Or? Uh, yeah. But uh, I don't know if you're allowed to say their names, but... Oh, I mean, obviously, I wrote stuff for Russell back in the day, but I think it's all right to say I've some stuff for Jimmy Carr. He won't mind, I don't think. Oh, no, no, I, love, I love that, but, like, but then sitting in the... Like, if I go, right, I'll do a whole day of jokes, he'll give me some areas and stuff, and then I'll sit and I can do it, no problem. But put me in the room where there's... Oh, God, I did, I did a room... Yeah. With uh, what was it? Um, eight out of ten cats room, and it's all like gag writers. Is there a room? Yeah, there's different rooms because there's like a writing room for like each team captain, and then the Jimmy room. I, I think that's how it works. Anyway, I didn't know that. Um, you've, done, you've done well with countdown version. But yeah, I've done the other one, but I didn't. I didn't know they. Didn't never. Uh, oh no, I used to write for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> we were in that room together, bro. This is where our little well, craft. But I didn't really like. Yeah. I remember my version of it. You sat on my lap. Oh, we were. Did we go out for a bit? We date for a bit. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah. What are those rooms like? I mean, I have well, done mine one. Mine wasn't like a. Like, together. It was like. I remember it being like when I was doing it, it was like a call centre. And there was like a line of people on, on de- and computers. It was sort of before everyone sort of had laptops that they carried around, you know. And I just thought it was sort of really bleak. Oh God! And it was in like West London or whatever, Ham- Sheffield yeah, yeah. or whatever. And it was just because yeah, I remember, I remember who I was sat next to, and it was like, well, someone I know now. And they and and then no one spoke to me for a whole day, and I just wrote all this stuff, and then just handed it in, and never heard. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, the, the time I did it, so I've done it before where it's like you see it's conversational and someone's writing it down, and you say, Oh, what about this? and then you yeah. sort of sure, that's any, all right, though, isn't it? Better, yeah, than that's it. all right because you're just having a laugh in a yeah. room and someone's writing it down. But this one, I it was, I think it was there was a scribe who's writing everything down, and then they gave you a pile of like statistics, oh you know, it was like you know, nine out of ten cat owners, blah blah blah. And they would go around in a circle, and like they were fucking good at it. These guys, they were like, I think they did do stand up themselves, but they were gag machines, right? So they'd go, they just go around, and then they go, um, uh, right, nine out of ten cat owners, they're like, well, blah, 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 and then they'd just say a joke, and then the bloke would write down, and it would come to me, and I'd go, <laughs> uh, is there something in this? I was thinking, like, what if you? And then they were looking at me like. Oh my god! Uh, what's What's interesting about that is probably all all the sort of the those rooms are just so full of paranoia. Everyone yeah. is just racked with paranoia. It's like the well, most, even but if they're doing it weekly though, and they're a still gang. it's still it, I know it is because I know those guys and they're just they're they're sort of like I need to be funny this week because I need to be booked next week because there's no oh like oh my god it's it's you know you're freelancing yeah. and they just go you know if you. If you do well, you'll be asked back. It's just no one's ever relaxed. It's it's just horrendous. What they do when they when the scribe writes it down, they put your initials on each thing. Oh so God! When, You're so they, joking. That's horrendous. They were doing proper jokes, but they were all of the sort. You know the sort of jokes. Where, well, he's never been to Liverpool. Sort of yeah, jokes. Yeah. It's, so I'm it's sure like the quality the, was varied. 
Yeah, and the, but the rhythms were all like, well, da, 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 you know, like that sort of thing. And, and all my, I was like, you were uh, looking down your nose. Isn't <laughs> what was that? No, I was of them. I was genuinely more of them because I was like, well, it sounds like you really should be. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah. God knows what that piece of paper looked like when it went to Jimmy because it would have been like. Me sort of going, uh, is there something in the MM? Like, There's something oh, hidden again something. from Matt. <laughs> God, I can imagine I'd be that. Is there something in I, there? I, yeah. But I, like if, if we sat there chatting, we'd we'd group, you know, together, write a joke and go, oh yeah, what about? Oh yeah, okay, and get it down. And then, and whenever I've written stand-up stuff, they work it into their own words or they take yeah, the yeah, yeah. core essence of it and work it out, but. Yeah, that was a weird day that I was never asked back to. Oh, God, I remember one I did was someone just, do- like, someone who I didn't think was that funny just dominated. <laughs> really dominated. And it was just, like, really... Like, un- dominated the room. Yeah, so it was just, like, it just went quieter and quieter. Until the end, I just said, <laughs> at the end of it, I said, can I just write some things at home and send them in? They yeah, were, did you? Yeah, because I, I couldn't do it again. It's just that's someone. How I can do that. Get up, do it. So anyway, to answer the question, that's I think you sound the same, Joe. Like it's easier to write on your own because it's not a social situation. It's a just me and the thing, you know. Yeah, and, and you can kind of go. Oh, I think I think that's funny, and rather than selling yeah, it, I don't selling think it, does it go like that. I feel like when you're writing on your own, you go, "Is that fine now? It's probably shit." Oh, well, I'm back to square one again. Yeah, but you have, you can send it in to like the producer, you know, got other people to go. Um, yeah, not quite sure what you're going for there or whatever. And so you, but also the the other thing is, if I write something, about three days later, I'm a different person. So when I read it, I go, "What the fuck's that?" Or "Oh, that's good." You know, it feels like if you have a bit of a gap, you get those fresh eyes where you're like, yeah. But also, I've done it for. I've done it for so long now. I know like the mistakes I used to make were like, oh, I love that joke. I'm going to bend the whole scene round so I can have that joke. Mm. Yeah. And then and then you realise, yeah, but the I think from doing this this um, more drama based show is is really opened my eyes to going, well, no, this scene is about this, and that joke is just a joke that's just sitting yeah in like a little island. It's yeah. not really bedded in. Yeah. So you have to go put that joke back in the fucking box and think and i always think as well like a joke more or less 90 percent of the time is a joke it'll work in something else do you know mm. what i mean like you've got it oh, that's a good joke i'll use that at some point somewhere and, and just remember it or write it down and remember it you know yeah. keep it but um yeah it's, it's a how do you guys find sort of structuring you know like because the sort you know the structure of sitcom yeah fucking well we usually nick a structure don't we yeah def- uh, well i remember with cockfields we like right we want no structure or as little as possible well, we had to have some didn't we but yeah. it was like it was quite nice not to sort of we kept sort of going we just had morning <laughs> afternoon evening <laughs> yeah what would happen in a day basically what would happen on the second day of i being? had a moment on set matt well, when it was, it was. At, should I say yeah, whatever? It was on the cockfields. I was at the monitor. We spent like months writing it. Oh, I'm <laughs> I was just watching them go through a scene. I was just like, "This is so pointless. Why am I here?" 
<laughs> Why have I done all this work? Why have I made this make-believe world? Why don't I just go home? I've had enough. Yeah, I, yeah I've been there. Day two, that Have was. You? Day two, that yeah, was. Probably, yeah. And, like, things... Yeah, I've, I've done a lot of things where you, you turn... What baffles me about it is you go, this is just something I've just pulled out of my head, right? And you turn up and there's like 40 people. Oh, it's some, mental, isn't it? Yeah. A team of people have made something and there's, you know, like literally like made a prop to, and you just like, you just think. Yeah, and you're thinking, I oh, can't be asked to be, I'm bored of it. <laughs> well, when, I, when we made the Mimic, which we filmed in Bristol, I did two series of that. And it was all right, actually. It was sort of a sad, it was like, it was, it was a sitcom, but it was sort of like. Terry Ryan thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I just used to I'd be a, oh, this is tragic to admit but I got obsessed with buying Lord of the Rings um, miniatures like Games Workshop miniatures and like trying to collect them so I was like on eBay all the time because I was just like this is too boring I can't <laughs> I kept going in whenever we were near like high streets so I'd go to the charity shop and buy autobiographies and I was like flick through them for funny stuff like alan sugar's one do you know what i mean i had to, i can't i'm like i'm trapped in this situation where you've got to do created over, over again <laughs> and on the first couple of takes it's like oh matt is that you know there's some input that's valuable from me and then after that it's just like i can't watch this again i've got to get out of here yeah. i've got to get out of there. and yeah. so i just off i just like go on my phone and be on ebay bidding on an orc it was tragic (laughs) (laughs) people probably thought i was looking at porn because the way i was so ashamed of what i was doing where are they now i sold them all actually make a pretty penny off the back of it did actually because i collected it's worth it then it's worth writing that six i stripped all the paint off them and the toothbrush (laughs) and this stuff that i bought and they were they looked all shiny again. I sold a lot of them to Newcastle. <laughs> so another sitcom. <laughs> they just got <laughs> passed around from different people on set. He was working on a boozy <laughs> tooth. He was having a terrible time. So you might want this orc, mate. Yeah, I love the idea of seeing you at the monitor painting them. Like no, no. not looking at the <laughs> monitor, just just draw, painting a little sword. Occasionally looking up, that's not what that meant. Yeah, no, I do that a lot. I sort of don't. I think, um, uh, without sounding too negative, it is a kind of hell. I mean, right when I was on the set, <laughs> I did too negative. Like, well, it is though. <laughs> it's a kind it of hell. I think that's the most negative you can be. If you're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, there was a point on set where I overdramatically described this like to someone as like waving your toddler off. Oh, no, not toddler. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, actually toddler on their first day of like play school and watching them like walk into the back of a fucking thrashing machine. Not to not be too negative. Because <laughs> there are positives to that because they've been a cute little smile just before they were torn to pieces. But <laughs> yeah, like that is the feeling of like, oh, this thing that was in my head that was mine and this beautiful thing. And then, oh, hang on, that's not what it looked like. And we then, always yeah. say that, don't we? It, there was, who, whose quote was it that as soon as it leaves the Woody pack, Allen, Woody right? Allen, yeah, it starts it? to get worse, basically. 
because it's all it's all in your head and in your head it's this beautiful scene uh, sometimes it gets better doesn't it sometimes yeah. I'm, fucking hell they they make like some actors where you go that wasn't even a joke and they've made yeah that that's true amazing. that's true so there is yeah. I, I think it's i do think the key thing is the people you get around you that you'll find that producer who just gets it and clicks things and you know like and i feel like it's about you know the people who the facilitators of it do you know what i mean like so that is true i mean that's a strange quote from woody allen who directs his own stuff but i guess he's still you still have to go oh it's you know like we can't get that we can't do that interior it's mm. raining we've got to make out. all that stuff yeah, that happens yeah. but when i was doing it i do you know like you know that grass is always greener thing where i'm like why don't i just write a novel like why don't i just write a book and then you've only got I don't know, a publisher person, someone from the publishing company going, uh, can you, you know, maybe this is a bit long or, you know, I don't know what the notes would be. But then whenever you do that, it's like when, say you knew someone who was like a novelist and then they said to you, yeah, I'm thinking like fucking novels. I'm, you know, I'm thinking I'm writing a sitcom. Your initial feeling would be, you've good fucking luck. You wouldn't want mm. to. I, I imagine it's that, do you know what I mean? Like, any it's always going to be horrible and hard but i was thinking is that you know that chain of fucking people that in tv where you're you've got it's got to go through so many you know variables like is it would it be easier to write a novel and then when you look and then i bought you know like how to write a novel book which is probably the worst place to start (laughs) because i've no good novelists have ever just bought you know like novel writing for idiots sort of book you read and then you think, oh, God. I know. What, you know, like, what, what perspectives it oh, seeing no. the right, you know, And you get into, like, that, and then you think, oh, God. And then you you think, like, in, in a script, you go, you know, Kevin's bedroom, it's a bit of a mess, there's posters on the wall. But in a novel, you go, you know, like, you've got to write a load of stuff. Yeah. But, I don't know. Nothing's easy. <laughs> well, that's why I was thinking I'd love to write to drive a bus. Wouldn't you just want to drive a bus, drive people around on a bus? Mm-hmm. The only thing about that I wouldn't like is you're you're on the rails of the route of the bus. If it was a really cool bus company with like we're like, yeah, go your own way. Pick people up. Like, I always always have a fantasy that I've got a job where I have to travel something around that's not very heavy by train. I don't know why it has to go by train. In a briefcase? Yeah, in a briefcase, basically. And I have to go like, all the way up the country and back, just hand over this briefcase, and that's all I have to do. But I'll get, like, ten hours on the train just to sort of sit there and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a train to... I don't know where I was going. It was, oh, yeah, to near Newcastle. We were filming something once. And the whole train was full of farts. It was just like a tube of farts, a whole fucking thing. What do you mean farts? So the well, smell of farts. Well, people just farting. It's, the train was full of farts. Even when I went in a different carriage, it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, it smells. It was, I don't know what's going on on this train. It was going... <laughs> so my, my train would smell like that in my fantasy. Yeah. My train's really clean and quiet. No, you, I know what you're saying, but why don't you, why don't you have that job where you like a little private plane that flies you to switzerland with your briefcase i think i think because i i like the idea of it it having to be all day like i get i get on the train at eight in the morning and by like one 
I'm at my destination and I've given right. that thing over and then I've got five hours on the way back and it's going to take five hours. So it's my whole day. You'll be shattered. You'll be shattered. I'm feeling for you. No, I'll be all right. I'll definitely <laughs> <laughs> Hello Chatter Biscuits and Chatter Biscuits with Nuts, nuts. Uh, etc. If you're enjoying this podcast, you need to get on our Patreon. You will get early access to ad-free episodes. There'll be videos and behind-the-scenes sneaky pics. It's basically a place where we all hang out together. And also, you'll be given instant access to our Discord community, which is a friendly place where Chatter Biscuits share stuff and talk to one another. It's like a nice... Twitter, basically. Uh, so just go to patreon.com forward slash chatterbix. Also, Patreon is also an app you can download onto your phone. All for the price of a coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, quid, and you become a VIP chatter biscuit. That's what you'd like. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash chatterbix. The link is in the description of this episode. <laughs> Done. Do you know what? There's over a thousand. We've got over a thousand, a thousand patrons at that. I used to work on a bouncy castle and I'd give him about half an hour. But if it was Did co- you? Yeah. I'd give when? him. When? How old were you? 18. Um, Brian. Uh, Deeply Dippy was number two in the charts and Brian Adams was number one. I remember that because we had the radio on all day. We did play a lot. And you, Where? Where were you? Next, <coughs> standing next to a bouncy castle? Yeah. We to put the, where? Well, where in the world? Uh, yeah. Uh, what, like at a fair? No, it's at a sports centre. Outside the sports centre in the summer. Were you in charge of inflating it? Yeah, inflate? yeah. One bad thing. Did happened. you have a broom? Didn't have a broom, but I, I, when you said broom, I was like, I, I sort of knew the. I used to sort of put you. I'd say, go on, get, you know. What's it like, five year old? <laughs> well, no, yeah, basically. But the the one we used to blow it up in the morning, and one time, and it was like a giraffe thing. So it had its legs and back was the sort of. I had yeah. the idea because me and my mate Matt used to do it, and we had the idea that I'd, we'd ha- while it was flat, I'd sit on the neck of the, and ride it, and then it'd blow up, and I would end up on top of it. That was the yeah. idea, but it just folded in around me, and got quite right. scary. Because how many injuries did you see? A couple of bee stings mainly, not much. No. Oh, I thought sort of collisions or no, there weren't that many. A couple of bee stings. <laughs> I, thought <you> meant, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant 
<laughs> you know, like in the army when they do a really hard like workout and they're forced to do like, pressure press ups. Oh, no, no actual bee stings. I remember a couple of kids getting stung because <laughs> the the bees would get stuck in the groove bit and then You're hazing rituals no. on there. Yeah, and then the kids would sort of oh, get do their arms the, down and the then, razor blades that they that put was on. nonsense, wasn't it? In was down, it? down down, down the tube, syringes and syringes in yeah. the no one Was that nonsense? Yeah, apparently. Um, but when I always, my memories of bouncy castles as a kid, right, were that moment where you're jumping and everything's bouncy and then you land at slightly the wrong time and it's like concrete. Yeah. Yeah. You're sort of Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then also the old kid's head in. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't see more. No. Maybe I did. I just, I can't remember. I, remember, be, I remember bee stings being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I know. Do you know what kids would come off crying? But I, I hadn't seen what had happened because I was just sat, sat, on the, sat, sat on the deck. I sat on the deck chair. Were you? Yeah. What an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, oh. I had a, had a deck chair next to oh, it. That would annoy me. You roll your trouser legs up and have a hanky on your head. I think I was in shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of us had to do a popcorn machine occasionally, but. That was, that was what 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 sports centre was this? Can I Google it? Uh, it was in Seven Oaks. What was it called? White Oak. Oh, where's that in Swan Lake? Sports Seven Oaks Sports. I just want to see where you sat on a deck chair. It was in the car park by the swimming. <laughs> Seven Oaks Leisure Centre. Yes, it. Yeah. Red railings. Don't remember red railings. Very I might nice. Too. David. Mm. True. Um, in the car nice. Yeah, just sat there for one summer. It's quite a good job. It's a hot summer. That's good. Did you have the? I suppose the clientele were too young for you. That sounds bad. I, I, I yes, they were, Matt. <laughs> what to get <laughs> me with? To have a laugh with? Well, no, you know, you know, like the thing I was saying about like if you run the dodgems, then you're like all the girls are like, oh, he's the guy that runs the. Oh dodgems. yeah. But if you're doing yeah, no, that, no, there was mums. It was occasional. The mum, yeah. the occasional yeah, yeah. Uh, like babysitter. Yeah. I had to um, recently, well, last summer, I had to go up. My daughter, so she's six now, so she was five. We go up. It's an it's a bouncy castle, but a huge slide. You know those ones, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah, they go up the middle, and then there's two ways down. She yeah. did got six goes, and she was she'd done five really fine. She was happy. She got up there. I think on the fifth one, she got a slide. Hi, this is Gabby Logan here from my podcast, Midpoint, and I'm here to talk to you about Mercedes-Benz and how they're making your life easier through groundbreaking innovations with their cars. There's MBUX, their multimedia system with AI, which recommends things you might find useful, such as a faster way to work if your route is congested. All you have to do is ask. You can also create a unique user profile to set up your car just the way you like for an ultimate personalised driving experience. Mercedes-Benz are also going to be making your life easier very soon in another way, by changing the way you buy a new car. And it all begins on the 3rd of January 2023. Just go to mercedes-benz.co.uk to find out more. And it all begins on the 3rd of January 2023. Just go to mercedes-benz.co.uk to find out more. 
Benoit Blanc returns. Benoit Blanc, the detective? Now the real fun starts. For a game gone wrong. Tonight, my murder will be committed. Any questions? Are we even going to talk about the elephant in the room? Join Daniel Craig. At the party to die for. It's been a murder. This is not a game. From writer and director Ryan Johnson. Wow, big accusations flying around here. This is truly delightful. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Only on Netflix, 23rd of December. Like, like friction burning yeah. her elbow. Yeah. She was freaking out doing this. And, I, and, and then I saw her and then she started to have that thing where she just froze up there. And she was going... Like that, and it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I said to the bloke, oh, can I go up and get her? And he went, you're not allowed up there, mate. It's children only. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, she's not coming down. Because, well, I have to get her. If you're going up there, I have to get everyone else off the ride. And I had this, like, <laughs> And she started, she was really screaming. Oh. Like that. And I was like, for fuck's sake. So I had to go up there, and there was a bit of a crowd forming because she was having such a tantrum, and there was, like, people waiting to go on to it right and there was a backlog then so i had to take my shoes off and go up there and i felt when i was doing it i was thinking what is she fucking going on about oh for fuck's sake and then honestly two steps up it i started to feel like oh i don't like this because it was all it didn't feel inflated enough right yeah and, it, and it's got and you're sort of going up this wobbly bouncy thing and it got <laughs> to the top and i had to you've both got kids haven't you like i had to like she was like screaming and fighting, but I was like, "Well, I can't get down the ladder way. I've got, we've got to slide down." Well, you went down the slide. <laughs> you slide down. To. No way to not do it. So, but I had to. But she's also nice that you got to slide, right? A little bit. Well, I, I don't know. Well, I held on to her and I sort of like made sure her arms and legs were, you know, like wrapped in, and then I sort of. Well, people were looking at you. <laughs> yeah, people were looking at me. Good feeling. It was like you. it was a bad thing, and. and <laughs> We went down it way off. too fast. I came off it. You know, like there was a there was a lurch in your stomach sort of feeling. I'm like, Whoa, too fast. Like shot off the end, went off the little yoga mat <laughs> the gravel. No dignity. She was screaming. It was just not a good look. But Where was this? It was just, it was in Herne Bay. It was just uh, right. on, on the seafront. And it's just like, you know, like a pound, two pound for six guys or whatever sort of thing but like my point was you know like if you go to a it's all about structure yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, call back time if you go to a theme park it, everything feels like it's been built and checked and there's health and safety procedures and there's like tests oh, yeah, and stuff not, and then yeah. as soon as you go off in the sort of you know dodgems and, and that stuff you just think who's fucking checking yeah. this no one. Him when he's eighteen. <laughs> eighteen. On this guy. Check. This oh, guy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I. It's frightening. Once you've been someone who's been involved. Once you see the curtains. <laughs> yeah, you go. Holy mackerel! The bouncy castle. Yeah. Yeah. We're not the most diligent. <laughs> what was the job interview like? Was it just like? Uh, it was very much uh, mates already in there. Do you want to come and work on a bouncy castle? Where? Uh, it's in Seven Oaks. Uh, Mum, can you drive me in? Yeah, all right. 
That was the interview. Never Did actually you? had an interview. I always think, like, you know when you see, like, teenagers hanging out in parks and they, they hang out on the slides and the swings and that sort of area because they've still, still got one foot in childhood. And, like, because if you were, like, 25 and you were drinking in the park, which we've all done, you wouldn't go and sit on the swings and the slides. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I know exactly what you mean. You're sort of, yeah, yeah you're, you're too old, yeah, but you sort of, you still sort of like it. Did really? I, yeah. yeah. Did, when you when you were there, did you have a sort of hankering to? Yeah, do you know what I did? Time? I did, but I was at that age where you sort of, you know, when you get to a certain age, you sort of don't care that you still have those feelings of being like you sort of go, oh, being kids fun. Because you've sort of gone through a bit of adults, you sort of go, oh, actually, I've done enough adult stuff that I appreciate. But when you're 18, you sort of want to look like you've moved on. So it was all the hankering was going on. But yeah, not. for the castle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but, I, but I never went on it. And if I occasionally, I had to go on occasionally, I had to sort of pretend it was a chore. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'd be like, going, dong, oh, dong, yeah. dong, dong, dong. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of do a little sort of half bounce like oh just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but actually what i wanted to do was go doing 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 yeah because yeah. 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 then you don't have an adult body so when you're a kid you're trying to get a really good like, adult body <laughs> you're a late developer you should go to siam park in in tenerife uh matt You've got children, haven't you? How old are you? You've obviously got children. <laughs> just have a big story about <laughs> one of them. Story, yeah. <laughs> no, David, I haven't. The uh, bounce slide ended really badly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. 10 and 6. Go to Siam Park. What's good about Siam Park? It's got the tall, well, I think it's got the tallest water slide in Europe. Really? And uh, it's really good. <laughs> Not got as much as you hoped there, did you, when you said tallest? Well, when I said when I said it, I was like, well, there's no anecdote. I just want to say to listeners... <laughs> I used to shitting love water to... parks. Well, it's amazing, honestly. David, has it got the feeling of safety of a theme park or the mild danger of a fairground? Safety. This is one of the great oh, yeah. theme parks. This is one of the greats, Yeah. Cyan Park had a C-Y-A-N. S-I-A-M. I mean, the hotels around the area is a shithole, but... <laughs> but one the actual, it's worth uh, it I, I, for I'm, the water Oh, I'm going again. As soon as yeah. I get my little body in, <laughs> in trim. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Yeah. That's what I was thinking then. I was thinking, I was the times I was in water parks, so and I'm still not, but when if you've got a good body, you can strut around those things up and oh, down the rides. Especially it's in Tenerife. It's a wonderful... You, like, but if you're, there's so many good-looking blokes walking around. If you're worried about your, if your narrow shoulders, you're not enjoying it as much as yeah. everyone but with no really broad shoulders. Yeah, no I was looking at I you. know, but at the time you're thinking, God, I wish people were Right, adorable. I've got to use you, Matt, now you're here. Yeah. I've got to go to an awards do right. on Sunday. No, it's it's a big thing. And Is I haven't the got film? the... Huh? Is it about the film? Because I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but everyone, everyone says it's really good. Oh well, you won an I need. Uh, is it the Oscar? I won an award? No, I'm not gonna. Uh, no, but my point is, I've got no smart clothes. What would you wear, and where would you get the clothes from? Mate, I'm so bad at this because I find what? I don't wear smart clothes ever. And yeah, I like. What would you wear to a do? Uh, I've got a black suit. That I got. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. From, That's enough. That's all I need. Yeah, but I can't even. I've had it for a wedding and. It's, God, you know, like every the, bloke's I, the same. 
I've got it for a wedding. It's never... No-one's got more than one choice, have they? No, and, I, and it doesn't even fit me. It, to, I can't... <laughs> I where can't, did you buy it from, though? Trying to think. I went out to town. I was, in, I was on Oxford Street. Top man? I can't remember, but, like... I think Debenhams. It was one of the places where you go, Debenhams. like a department store. You got store. a big enough choice. There's because there's yeah. ten different makes. Yeah, yeah. If you were going this weekend and you had nothing, genuinely nothing, I'd go to Blue Water. I think from where I am, and I'd go where. Oh, I don't know. Uh, They're just going to have your Debenhams. No, I know Debenhams doesn't exist for everyone. But Burton's, you can have Burton's Tom. The thing is, you sort of have bloody Burton's, but they just have suits that are fine. They're fine. Let's no go with Riley. You know, top just man. So I think Top Man's too young for men like us with grizzled beards and stuff. But Burton's is all right, isn't it? There's a Burton's in Hove I would go to. I could drive there in five minutes and I'd happily get a suit. In what would you spend on a suit? What about slim fitting vibe, don't you? No, do you know what? I'd, like go to, I'd go to Mark's because you've got none of that slim fit shit. You just have straight down the yeah, Mark's. No, Actually, I did get a suit in Marks and Spencer's one, and somebody said to me, literally said, who are you wearing? Which is a bizarre thing to fucking say anyway. And I said, Marks, and it was embarrassing, but it was in America, and I don't think they knew that, that I think they probably thought there was a designer called Mark San Spencer or something. <laughs> and they thought, ah. Oh. He, yeah. they, he really they, does they lovely look. plain trousers, doesn't he? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Solid underwear. I love Marks and Spencers, actually. Older, I've appreciated that. I'm so comfy um, in this. Right, maybe I should go to Marks and yeah. Spencers. Yeah, I think that's not a bad shout, actually. Because. And none of that slim fit shit, just straight down. You might have some, some slim shit fit. You don't want a baggy suit. You don't want a baggy suit, do you? No, but you just don't. You just, you just have straight down legs. And, like. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I know the ones you I mean. I think so. I think I know what you Cause mean. Because there's a trend of these slightly tight. And like, well, that's slightly tight. I mean, like, look at footballers when they have to wear suits. They, it's like leggings, mm. isn't it? The trousers. Yeah. yeah. There's no um, need for it. There's absolutely don't no need. Get a boot cut suit. Yeah, boot cut. Don't, that's boot don't cut. get. No, oh, no, because that's tight. That's the tapering one. Oh, boot cut. No, boot cuts like where it's a bit flared on the. Yeah, that. boot cuts. What you're talking about, Joe? Oh, okay. We'll get that then. But don't. No, well, no, don't, no, no I'm don't not get getting the a tapering. fucking boot what cut. What the tapering no, one? Brass suspenders. Like top man slim. Don't give a shit. I want. I want. This feels like where we're trying to meet again on the map. (laughs) (laughs) I'm most comfortable talking about this than anything else. I'm absolutely not getting a boot cut because slim fit in Marks and Spencers means like oh quite slim. Slim fit in somewhere like Top Man means painted on legs. Yeah, because because Marks and Spencers know their age range and we are in their age range. And and I think you'd go in there and you go they're invisible like that. You wouldn't go oh my god these are old dowdy. You just go yeah that's normal. I've got some good stuff. You look look normal. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, two hundred quid. 200 quid. 170, I'd say. Black? Black? Dark grey. Let's go black. Yeah, or really dark grey. Dark grey. I don't know about dark grey. What's wrong with dark grey? I don't know. I think black's weirder than dark grey. Yeah. Why? 
don't know. I'd go black suit, black shirt, black shirt, but no tie. Have like an under black shirt. Black shirt under black suit. Yeah, that makes you quite invisible. <laughs> Does Why it? Do you want to be invisible? Don't you want to be? Aren't you like? No. No, the whole everything's about being invisible, isn't it? Just don't go then. That's the best. Oh, fucking tell me about don't it. Don't go. Don't open that door again. Just go, Master Spencer's and. That feels better. Now I've had both of you go Marks and Spencers, I'll, I'll go in there. With I'm you. sorry I didn't say Marks and Spencers on the last pod we were talking about this, but I should have thought Marks and Spencers. That would be my go-to anyway. Why, why that's good is because if you go in a young, cool place, you'll fill out place. If you go Marks and Spencers, you're like fucking Teen Wolf, just yeah. Now everyone's like, who's this crazy guy? So yeah. Sexy. Yeah. But, I think just you know, and, loads of choices. And shoes, yeah. just, just suit, shoes. Nice belt. belt. <laughs> get it all in there. Even get, get it all in there. there. Yeah. And you'll, okay. you'll walk out with like three bags oh, and you'll be like... That's going to be such an angry Saturday afternoon. Don't do it on a Saturday afternoon. Don't go Saturday afternoon. Why? It's busy. Go on a Friday, like two o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. When people are still at work. I can't. I've got to go with Naomi so she can help me. Yeah, that's true. You do. Just go there and send her pictures. What's that? Can't you just do it on your own? But Uh, feel too. Yeah, no. Look, look, but what Matt's saying is Google it first, so you've got an idea. So narrow it down with Naomi and say she said because what would would happen with me? I'd I'd sort of look at three or four and Petra go, no, not that. (laughs) That's what I mean. And so she'll narrow it down for you, and you'll have, and then. You'll get a little pep too. Like, whatever feels most comfortable when it's on. So one between... Do you know what? I'm looking at some lovely ones mm. now at Mark's Dispensers by by Mark Entwistle. Ah, Mr Entwistle. Mm. The original <laughs> Mark of Mark's Dispensers. Yeah, I still feel like a cock wearing that, but anyway. Well, you won't okay. because you're in the... Ro- I was trying to explain to him, you're in an environment where you look more of a cock if you're not wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's wearing. I like woolen suits. Is that no? Bad? Don't do that. That's weird. Too much. It's a bit thick, isn't it? I remember Mick Reeves wears wool suits. Oh, doesn't I, it? I, I do like them. I'll wear one then. A linen one, and it looks all crinkly, but it's cool. But I'll just go. I'll normal... stay away from all of this. I'll just get a nice mid-range. They're really cheap. Well, 170, I reckon, jacket. Yeah, they're well cheap. I know most Marks and Spencers. You're not paying 200 for Okay, all right. Okay. And you get a nice pair of shoes for about 35, 40 in there. A belt. I've got shoes. Belt for 18. Belts will be 18 quid. Whole thing will be under 200. And you'll never have to have this conversation again. Go to a a big. If you've got a big Marks and Spencers, not one where you've got half the. You need the whole range there. Hmm. You want one where the whole bottom floor is the food hall, <laughs> and then there's yeah, yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, treat yourself to some samosas or something. <laughs> okay. I always do when I go okay. in there. I go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy myself some little bits. Okay, that's sorted. And maybe just buy yourself, get yourself a jumper or something. Yeah, for just as a treat for. Being Fucking hell! Does boy. my deal all this really stresses me out. How old are you, David? 48. Oh, yeah, right. Do you remember when we nearly worked together? How did I meet you, actually? Uh, you came I, to watch me at the Soho Theatre and I got your soon-to-be wife up on stage? Or wife? Yeah, yeah. 
she just without realising she was your so yeah, apologies there. That was all right. She didn't know what the fuck was going on. She was literally... No, I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> no one was comfortable. No one was comfortable in that room. I, know, I was like, no. she'd just come from LA and I'd said, but how did I know who you were? I must have... Don't know. Some YouTube video. You know that, like, Brian's Keys? Right. Like that, I'd seen that. He was, was sat like, front row, centre of the front row. Yeah. Just like that. Afterwards, you were like, "Oh, you just didn't laugh, or you didn't react, or anything." I thought it was Did like, I? "Yeah, you were like, oh, I've got a bit." You, well, I was a bit like, "Oh God, he's just taken my." Uh, I think she was my wife. I can't remember, but like, and she was up there, and she didn't really know what's going on at points because probably couldn't understand your accent or something. But like, sorry, no, I'm sorry, it's American. Then. Yeah, don't know why I'm fascinated, but yeah. well. Okay. Well, I imagine like there's that because you're doing you know it's like anti-comedy sort of stuff, wasn't it? But that does exist in America, like Andy Kaufman type. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't gulp it down. <laughs> <laughs> she had a good time. Yeah, did she? Afterwards, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> uh, oh. And then we, I did this thing which was should have been good, but it became not good. And then you were the pilot. Yeah, what was it called? That was my ME period. Yeah, I remember you dropped out because your legs stopped working. I thought it was a lie. Wow, let's talk about that. Yeah, I had to pull out of everything. Yeah. That's when I was telling you, Joe, that Shane Allen said, do you want to do a prank at the Comedy Awards? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Because I was sort of new. I was like, all right then. And I'm really glad I didn't, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't because I my legs stopped working. What happened though? Because I thought that was like a comedy excuse at the time. I thought oh, I had a breakdown. Like, yeah, I had yeah. a breakdown. And my legs were all right, but like no, I had no. I couldn't walk from. I could. I didn't get out of bed for like two months, and I couldn't. I just couldn't walk from bedroom to the next room. Was it like? It was the problem in your legs, or was it like a balance thing? No, or? it was a psychological thing, just zero energy. So it's like completely empty. And I also had, like, my extremities were just loads of tingling, and I couldn't handle noise, and was oh, that, my God. What, was it, what, you said MA, but wasn't that like MS or something? Well, that's what I think. It's just this cycle where you start thinking, "Fucking hell, what is this?" And then it gets worse and worse. But it took five months. Yeah, but that was another thing. I thought I got all this work booked in, and then you have to let people down, and you go, "Well, can't do it. Can't get out of bed." You dodged yeah. the bullet, really. But um, yeah, but it was it was a pilot, wasn't it? It was a pilot, and then what was it? Vic Reeves. Reese Darby ended up doing that part. Oh, it just yeah. got bigger and bigger and broader and broader. And like, so it was Asher Teller's company, Shane Allen. And it was, I'd meant it to be like single camera, you know, like sort of. Thank you. It became a studio wild. sitcom. A studio sitcom because IT crowd was ending and they were like, oh, this is. And Asher done an IT crowd. Shane, you know, is was, always, he's a big fan of studio sitcoms. So I just sort of trusted everyone. And then, like Vic, Re- you know, Vic Reeves being involved, Reese Darby. I just sort of thought, fuck it. I don't know. I'm out of my depth here anyway, so I'll just 
see what happens and it just got bigger and bigger and broader and broader and, it's, so, and it had jack from cemetery junction didn't it yeah, it jack, yeah, yeah. Jack. so how was it when you recorded that did you have an audience yeah yeah fuck i actually i don't know if it's true but i suspected that it was the reason that uh jim wanted to do studio sitcom and ended up doing After, oh because he, I don't think he'd ever done it, and I, he really liked it, because it was like, you know... What, you think they did House of Fools off the back of that? I think he maybe it. put the idea into his head, yeah. maybe, I don't know, but like, he'd never done it, and he kept saying, oh, I like this, this is quite good fun, because what he liked about it was, it's not a shoot, you, you write it, you rehearse it, you shoot it. It's all done in one night, basically, isn't it? Yeah, and you do. Uh, I think they can do a few in a in a week, don't they? So, like, you get the series in the can quick, and you're not on location. Read, you know, you don't fucking do it's multiple takes, basically, isn't it? Apart yeah. So, I think as a format, it might have, you know, maybe not. Maybe I'm sure he's. How did it go down on the night? It was all right on the night, but then when I watched it on telly, I was just like, oh god. Or when Fuck, I so what happens? Well, what happens is I think the art of making a studio sitcom, you know, like you think about Only Fools and Horses, you don't really think there's an audience there. It's in a studio. Do you sort of think, I don't know, just it all blends together as one thing and you feel like it's a sitcom and you're just watching a show and I don't know. It just is effortlessly. Like Partridge, in a, isn't it? You sort of go, yeah, oh, right. yeah, that first series of Partridge in the Hotel. Yeah. When that came out, and they had a wall up, I think. They so did, didn't they? they had yeah. a fourth, yeah. I think sometimes it doesn't work if you feel like you're like in the audience of the thing, you're really enjoying it. But sometimes on telly, you feel like you're watching someone else's experience. Yeah. So you're like, oh, because because but, they're sort of. It's almost sometimes it feels like it's played for the audience there and not yeah. the people at home. So you're getting you're sort of like watching someone else's experience. And yeah, it, it well, it's like watching really stand up telly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, but, but that's really weird, isn't it? Because say you watch like Big Bang Theory, it's just you're on. It almost feels like the laughter's just. There's no such thing as canned laughter. People say that, but it's like what they do a little bit. They it's pump like it up sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah, put a bit of laughter from here. And I and I was saying, and I'm you know like, don't do that because I feel like. You, we all have a sense of what's a natural laugh and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes like, there's bits in Dad's Army, right, which I love. And then there's a bit where, like, the actor sort of stumbles a line, they've left it in, and there's bits where they didn't get a laugh, where you go, well, that's a good joke, but I didn't get a laugh. And it's so, only because it was sort of off the back of that laugh and people have just... Horse is exactly like that. There's, yeah, some, there's, there's, bit, there's yeah. whole bits where... Because I was talking to Michael Fenton-Stevens about it, and, uh, like, they got really good at sort of the timings and stuff like especially david jason would say like before they'd done it going expect to laugh there so they'd sort of feel like with a bit of action so you're not you know so you're not standing that's the genius of that show they weren't just standing there waiting for the laughter and there'd be a biz- bit of business but he'd know so things like that wouldn't happen where you'd sort of lose the one after it and stuff like that the writing and the performance will get better but there's in the early stuff there's loads of stuff where you go I don't get anything. And they haven't pumped it up, or, or it just gets that, uh, but when you're sort of watching it as a normal punter, you don't, you, you're not sort of gauging the laugh, it's only because... No, it doesn't stand at you, and I think it's a lost art, really, because, like, from that little 
you know, dipping my toe in the water that time, we go, what, like, it doesn't feel like it's, for, you've got the feeling of this isn't for me, this is for whoever was there at the time. So you've got this, like, hand feeling. And then when you start moving laughs around and boosting laughs and trying to, then you, there's this, it's almost like, you know, like, you know, it's something's not quite right like a doll going like that it's like that it pushes you out of the reality of it and you're just like i don't know what this is and so um but i mean you know there was a million reasons why it went wrong but i do think the art of studio sitcom because like even it crowd i suppose was the last british studio thing that was Black Books was really good. Black Books. Like, oh, Mar- Miranda's did well, didn't it? Well, not, Miranda, not going out, still doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's Miranda, though, interestingly, did the... They were making a point of we're in a studio, so she'd talk to the camera and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I, what blows my mind is, like, Black Adder, where you go... Because it is a theatrical thing more than a cinematic... Like, when you make a sitcom on single camera, you go and shoot it. That's related to cinema, right? And studio sitcoms related to theatre, but when you watch the, you know, Black Adder, and you just think, fucking hell, that people were there when this happened. These great, yeah. months and it's like filmed in three hours or whatever. Yeah, and you just it's think, fucking like, nuts. Stephen, that's Fry. what I think of Forty Towers. Like all that episode was filmed in like two and a half hours, and this, yeah, it's incredible. When you hear the thing about, do you do you hear the thing about Friends where the records would, you know, the American Friends would go on for like eight and nine hours sometimes. And they would be because they would um, they do a scene or something, and they'd have to go and like didn't have the end didn't work or bit didn't work, and then the writers would go into a room, spend like half an hour, while the audience just sat there waiting, and then they'd redo the scene. So they so they'd write something, the actors would relearn it, which obviously takes some time as well, and then they'd reshoot it. So they'd be still still filming at four. In the morning or so. It's like, that's fucking torture. God. Well, I guess they'd move the audience. They'd probably have people queuing up. They'd just they'd go, well, you've had your two hours. Or like, yeah, I get you. Well, you have to. The energy. You don't want people to sat there for seven hours. I think, and same with Cheers as well, when you watch Cheers. I watched the Cheers yesterday, weirdly. Oh. It's so much like... Unless, you, unless they, it's filmed in front of a live studio audience, they said at the top, you have no idea. You have no yeah. idea. It's weird that that's been sort of lost as a. I think because I think because you have so many fake. Like if you fail on a single camera, it's just a bit like oh, it's a shame. But if you fail on a studio, you get like one star, don't you? It's like that is utter shit, and you go well because it's just a bigger. You either get bigger success or bigger bigger failures. People are scared of it. I do think that comedy, you know, like drama someone will go oh yeah watch it on the episode, it gets going like episode three and you know all that sort of stuff and you go well that's what well, so i've got two hours done and then on the third hour it starts to make sense and be good right and that's what people will tolerate in drama in comedy no one's ever gone yeah watch the first two or three and then the episode four it really starts to get funny it's like yeah and it has to as well to, doesn't it yeah so and you it's have like, to watch those yeah well, even like Only Fools and Horses, the first, or Blackadder, the first series of that yeah. was fucking... Well, Only Fools and Horses nearly got cancelled, didn't it? Out of the first series. Yeah. And oh, it, yeah. But, but when you watch... The difference between Blackadder and Only Fools and Horses, when you watch Only Fools and Horses back, it's still really good. Yeah. Like, even though it didn't have the ratings, you can sort of watch it back. It could be series four. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Blackadder, the first one, you go, what the fuck is that? 
So when you did yours, Matt, at what point were you not happy with it when you went in the edit? I think I was not happy. Like this is like there's been a recurring theme through uh, my writing career of like that thing of the watching the toddler walk into the thrashing machine where you sort of go and I think it's everything has to. I can see like why people like Ricky Gervais just control everything because you go like you can't control this thing from your perception, your conception into it being you know. A thing and so you've just got to hope that the director elevates it and the actors elevate it and the you know and all that stuff and i think early on i don't think i had i don't know if it's like personality type you know like uh some people go you've got to be a bit of a cunt right i don't know if you're allowed to swear on this but well you've said it now i've well, said it just, yeah. well, that's just hanging there now isn't it <laughs> um, <sorry. laughs> but like you have to be you know and i wasn't you hardly ever said that word 10 years ago and now everyone's saying it yeah yeah but like you know it swings around about isn't it because pillock has just disappeared hasn't it well, yeah. my dad says it does it yeah people used yeah. to say you plank plank what about plank <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plank. yeah. Um, but I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, you've got to... like. So, anyway... You're I'm saying cunt, <laughs> weren't you? I'm saying... Oh, oh no. I mean, I am drunk, and I'm in a black room. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Sorry, yeah, you just have to... You, I wasn't forceful enough, and I sort of just went, okay, yeah, these people know more than me, and I'll just... Everyone, the I feel like then, most people do that, and then you go, shit, I've won. Hang on. I did that, yeah. that when, you know, like when you have a gut instinct, you think, no, nah, that's not right. I don't yeah. think that's right. But, hang on, everyone knows more than me. Yeah. And then oh he goes God, on yeah. telling, oh, fucking hell, Twitter's the worst thing, because, like, in the in the olden days, if your TV show went out, then you maybe it would be on, I don't know, points of view, or you'd, there'd be a letter in the Radio Times, or someone in the pub would go, that was a load of shit. But now, Twitter, it's just like a million scalpel blades, isn't it? I remember when Rovers went out, Joe, the first night. It was just... Well, I remember being oh. dead as much as anything. You know, like you put you like Twitter. You know, when you put something out and you go, "Oh right, it's not uh, even getting like loads of stuff." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's dead, just like dead. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's better than like everyone suddenly kicking it oh, that, to death. That, that happened, but mm. yeah. I think that even like really successful things and you know people at top of their game. I mean, look at that Woody Allen quote. I think it that is what happens, and yeah. because you know, like, I always think like hang on, if you've, like, someone's made this thing and it's amazing, so they're obviously amazing and everything's great, and then they have a dud or something they can never quite recreate or they do something, you know, and you go, it, there is a certain amount of luck and oh, alignment of people. I, I think it's all about people. It's like, oh, the director and then the thing and then, you know, like, and the script and then that actor didn't quite do that and then they changed that, that changed the dynamic and then that didn't make sense and, and it, it is such a roulette wheel of... I remember hearing Bruce Robinson the night before, because he directed, I think he directed With No and I. He wrote it, didn't he? I think he directed it. It was his first directing job. And he was crapping his pants and he was in the pub the night before having a drink and someone came up to him like the producer or whatever and said how are you feeling he told him he said honestly I stopped feeling like that because it's all down to luck so what 
there's nothing you can do really to control it. It's all just alchemy, and it's a good chance that we shit. Yeah, yeah. That's a but brilliant way to look at it because you go, I can only do my best, and there's going to be so many things out of my control. They go, oh, no. But what he did do on that film was, um, he was given. Like he didn't, he didn't second guess himself. He's, you know, like it's interesting because he was like, if the crew were laughing, he didn't like it because he thought, you know, like yeah, he had a few sort of rules of like, don't don't reach for the laughs because that film really isn't. I mean, it's performances. It's almost like I love with Nell and I, and I do think it's related almost to like Steptoe Son, the stuff in the flat, and and you think how big. Richard E. Grant is playing that, but it's still sort of, but it's not theatrically big. I don't no, know, it's, it's weird. I still believe, yeah. It's so perfect. And then because it, it looks so sort of real and grimy and sad and stuff, it just beds it in really well. Like every, there's no there's no comfort in with Nell and I. It's like the growth flat, the dirty. Yeah. I feel the same about Rita Sue and Bob too and that kind of. That, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's the everything's believable and grubbing. Some of the characters are big, but you just go, yeah, that's real. Yeah. I've been to the Withnall Cottage. Have you? Yeah. Where is it in Wales? No. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> Pen, Pen, it's in the Lake District. I've been there. Matt. I've actually been there. So you ever been in it? No, I've been outside it. I've been up to the front door. But someone bought the it, didn't they? But apparently yeah. it was, was derelict. Yeah. Oh, you could go yeah, in. Yeah, they were doing it up when I went there. Yeah, I thought I the, the little bits interior. Bit. What's that? I thought the interiors and exteriors were done in different places or something. Oh, no, actually, I can't I remember. The cottage was, the interiors were done. Yeah. There. The pub. Oh, the I, went to, I went to the gate where the bull gets randy. Oh, really? I went to the telephone box where he rings up his agent. I've been there. Did you do any? Did you go in the phone box and say, "How dare you!" Fuck yeah, you. I did all that. No, I didn't do that. But. Why didn't you do it? Uh, don't know. Are you thinking about that? Were you thinking about the drive home? Is this what I, well, I was with my son? I bet he ate it, Dad. Yeah, he was like eleven. Can give a shit. I'm a film that my dad likes, and now we're just being dragged around a phone box at a gate. This is the gate, son. Yeah, because it could mean like it could be anything, couldn't it? It could be this. Oh, he might look back and go, "Thank you for that experience, Dad." When he watches a seventy-year-old film when he's older. <laughs> I'd like to do the Holy Grail. Nah, oh. crap. Right. <laughs> Where's that? Where's that castle? Is that right castles there? in Scotland. Oh, is it? But, um, you know the one at the end? Because one of them is a model. As they... It's only a model. I can't remember much about the Holy Grail. Oh, you know you're talking to the oh, film location, dude. Oh, you? Me. Is that where you are now? Oh, I'm your baseball cap. <laughs> I'd love it. I fact, I've been to the first church and four weddings and a funeral. Oh, you sad fucker. <laughs> I've been to the cul-de-sac in Everton Circles. Um, I think that's it, actually. Have I told you, <laughs> I told you about the film locations guy I used to work with? He's, he's no. just, he, we, I used to have this office job, and uh, this guy was a film... He, he basically was working in our office, and he'd got, he'd got a job as a film locations organiser. And uh, he would... He would basically was working in his office, but just did this. He did a film locations job 
while he should have been doing this other job. And the office, <laughs> to the point where they cut his phone off because he was making like four to five hours worth of phone calls a day. <laughs> that obviously weren't... And so he just said one day, oh, they've cut my phone off. Can I use yours? Because they've cut me off. And he, he basically... Hang on, he was... He was running like a tour company. He was running. He was working for a production, so he basically. I don't. I think it was his like first job, but he hadn't sort of committed to it and left his old job. So he was doing it from the desk where he should have been doing whatever his job was there. I didn't do that. Who do that? And then he he, was, he did so much they cut. I don't know why they didn't just fire him. I would. <laughs> I would do that. I was in awe. I, went I was on the in Craze walking tour last night on YouTube. Okay, and that's a lot to. You went on the Craze walking tour out in East London on yeah the... on YouTube on live. <laughs> no, I found an old one. You just walked. Someone filmed them doing it, themselves. It can't say I went. You just, you just like, I watched on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. crazy. I yeah. went that's off. like saying I went on Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> I didn't go on any balls and horses. I was at the, the full floor in their flat and watched this whole thing play out. I was they fucking it. I get so excited about shit like that. I was trying to find Why the Why the craze, though? Why did you want to see where the craze were? Because I'm all about Charlie Breaker at the moment. Oh, okay. We we met a ah. we met a gangster. No, you don't say a villain. Who worked for the Richardsons. So I was looking at... I was, I was, you know, the craze house had been knocked down, so that's... Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to go to this clip at the moment. What? I, I, I haven't you sold me the clip yet. The blind beggar. The pub where they were. So Jack. You ever been the there? Thing you ever was, been in there? Not on YouTube. I've been, I I <laughs> You've I've been in there. And there's a bullet hole. Where's the one with the bullet hole in the wall? Yeah, the blind beggar. Yeah, George seen. Cornell. The corner of the bar. Not on bloody YouTube. Have you been, actually been in there? Yeah. Fuck! Is there's Billfield's Market? Fine, beggar. Or is, it doesn't know. It's the two pubs, isn't there? Do you, you know that you know the last woman to be hanged. She shot someone outside a pub in Hampstead, and they've still got yeah. the bullet hole thing. Really? Can't, can't remember. What was that name? Oh, I can't remember. I thought, we had to learn about that at primary school. I think we. I remember being taught about it, but they... Um, oh, it's just fascinating. I was just they tell, about the craze. They, they tell me that they, every ten years or so, they redrill a hole. No. Yeah. Because, Why? Because it, it just, cause it just like, I don't know, they... It's not like an I don't know why. I just said, I think they drilled that one because I don't know which one. Because it all sort of rots and everything, so they just go, oh, we'll make the hole, oh, right. we'll make the hole there now. The oh, really big hole. Yeah. So it's just where the brick crumbles around it. It doesn't look like a hole yeah. anymore. I like that, though, a healing... Healing wall. Yeah. I looked at um, places where Kenneth Williams had lived. Oh, yeah. Went round YouTube and... Cool. You know, did that. <laughs> we'd, like right. to, we'd like to end our podcast with a really dreary couple of stories. <laughs> Have you read Kenneth Williams' diaries? No, but I was thinking about them when I was looking at the video. You can't watch. You can't read the diaries if you if you nah, watch. I'm got YouTube time. Place now you like <laughs> I'm on YouTube. Who was like you know? You remember the little Charles Hawtree, that guy? Yeah. He's, there's a video of him being interviewed. He was a tragic. He drank guy. a lot, yeah. didn't he? 
I think. Did, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's why he stopped being in the I films. I looked for the carry-on camping, camping filming locations to see where that field was. I think it's just round. What, what do you think? That, what is the? I just like knowing that something, I caught something special happened on this spot. I was hoping that would happen with rovers that people yeah, would I pil- was, pilgrimage I was, I was to the football ground. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Sure someone's done it. But um, that's like psychogeography or whatever. That will self sort of thing. It talks like imprints of meaning on places and stuff. Yeah. Don't know. Maybe that. I'm just trying to work out what you find. I, it's, it's something about entering a fantasy world, Matt. But, but, but on a really what, mundane level, because none of the exciting to, uh, stuff there anymore. Yeah, but I can understand it when people go to like, wow, really to see, like Star Wars stuff. Like, I'd like to go to Endor. Not interested. Well, Star Wars. You're not interested in that. No, I am interested in that. I'm interested in everything like that. <laughs> Everything. I said to Joe, like even afterlife, I go looking at film locations where Joe. <laughs> where I stood, the person you talk to every single day. Wow! That so Joe that. stood there. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> Would you have the same feeling with my office if you went? Wow! Joe sits there and does it. Yeah. They preserve a it. little bit. I'll go, oh, right, that's where he sits. Okay. Well, I had that a little bit with your. House, exactly, didn't I? so yeah. you get it. If I went to Matt's, I'd go, okay, he looks in this direction. <laughs> like, yeah. It's quite okay. weird when I saw the stuff that I don't see through the camera. Like, David's got pictures there. A couple right. of pictures, paintings of his kids there. and Yeah, and I'd, look, I'd love to look at the wall behind your. Show us now, Joe. Do it now. There you go. So there you go. There's a, I'd travel there's to see a that. map of canals of Britain. Oh, Matt's sort of having a look. Yeah, he's not interested. Fascinating. There's my World Cup shot. The World Cup doesn't feel like the World Cup's on, does it? No. I'm sort of getting into it a bit more now. Yeah. I feel a bit like... I keep. I just go, oh, yeah, the World Cup's on. Normally, I'm, I'm not a football fan, but I like the Euros and the World Cup because it's contained. But normally, I'd be right into it watching all the matches. Well, and I just, yeah, no. I've realised, though, because we haven't had the build-up. Because football ends, season ends, and then you go, oh, and there's lots of build-up for two, three weeks, and then you go, we're in, we're in. And now it's just like everyone was playing on the Saturday and the first game was on the Sunday. Yeah. Like, Do you think that it's the weather, the, the time of year as well? Because like, I feel like the summer is yeah, it's joyous, outside. more joyous, oh, yeah. More like winter World Cup just seems weird. I was me. weirdly sort of thought oh, it might be cool because it's sort of, like a run into Christmas, I thought. My, yeah. but, but I, have, yeah. I felt a bit flat about it. Like especially the first game. I'm now I'm sort of in, but the first sort of games, I was like, well, just felt like a load of friendlies. I was watching loads of sort of. Yeah, I'm in now. Oh, I'm in I'm now. In. But the first few games, I was like, I need to finish off my oh, film my charting. Actually, <sighs> what are we talking about again? <laughs> right. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, for thank, coming on. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. It's nice to meet Joe. Yeah, and you. Have you had a nice time? Yeah, Finally I did. Bumped <laughs> into one another. Yeah, yeah. Finally, could you come back on when your office is finished? Yeah, we'll actually. I'll, give you a, I'll move the laptop around and show Do you a little everything. tour of your office. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, we could come. We could come. Oh, we around. could come over. Oh, sorry, you break that up. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Matt. Lovely to meet you. All right, Matt. Thank you, mate. Thank, take Thanks. care. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hi, this is Gabby Logan here from my podcast Midpoint, and I'm here to talk to you about Mercedes-Benz and how they're making your life easier through groundbreaking innovations with their cars. There's MBUX, their multimedia system with AI, which recommends things you might find useful, such as a faster way to work if your route is congested. All you have to do is ask. You can also create a unique user profile to set up your car just the way you like for an ultimate personalised driving experience. Mercedes-Benz are also going to be making your life easier very soon in another way, by changing the way you buy a new car. And it all begins on the 3rd of January 2023. Just go to mercedes-benz.co.uk to find out more. And it all begins on the 3rd of January 2023. Just go to mercedes-benz.co.uk to find out more.